Welcome to Prime Alpha's interview series, insights from industry practitioners discussing their journey and their discoveries. Hello, my name is Amanda Jogia, the CEO of Prime Alpha, an online ecosystem bringing together alternative opportunities and their investors. I would like to introduce Mohsen Masood, the CEO and founder of Accrue, a real estate investment platform working towards democratizing and tokenizing commercial real estate investments. He's an expert in real estate development and has over a decade of experience in real estate investments. Welcome, Osin. Great to have you here. Thank you for having me, Amanda. I really appreciate that. I'm excited about this podcast today. Excited to have you. It's so interesting what you're doing because it's so cutting edge. You're really marrying kind of the traditional and the new, and then you have such a very interesting background. So let's start by talking about what led you here. Tell us about your journey. Sure thing. So I'll start off with this. My name is Mohsen. I'm the founder and CEO of Accrue. I know you already mentioned that. Uh, Accrue is a platform for fractional real estate investing. What that means is we're in the business of commercial real estate, where we take a $100 million asset, and break it up into $1,000 shares, and let anyone and everyone buy into it. Or that's what, at least what the hope is. So we really want to democratize this space. But how did we get into this? And why are we the experts of this? For that, you need to know what my background is and where I come from. So I started off in Pakistan and I went to high school over there. Uh, that's where my family is originally from. Ended up going to York University up in Toronto for my undergrad. From there on, I moved to the Middle East where I was managing our family's real estate portfolio there. Our family has been in real estate ever since I was born and before that kind of deal. My first real estate job was right after eighth grade when my dad put me in into property management and said, you need to manage this one commercial building. And I want to see how that's going to work out and how you're going to do on this in the summer. So literally thrown in on the deep end from day one kind of deal. But when I was in the Middle East, I was just doing a lot of developments, like part of the World Islands development that Imar was doing there. And we were developing an island. Uh, we did a whole bunch of office buildings, hotels and whatnot, along with investments in Africa and Asia as well. Uh, our family is also investments in Europe. And then came 2008 and 2009. And as the financial crisis came, everything kind of started to roll down and there was crisis all over the place. At that point, I decided in conversations with our family, we decided to expand into the North American market. While I did that, I went to Harvard Business School and then graduate school of design at Harvard University for an exec ed program and kind of started to invest in North America while I was going through those programs and building the right network and understanding the North American real estate market. First investment being in Toronto, Canada, because that's where I went to school and knew that market the best. And then from there on, end up investing across the West Coast. So LA, Reno, Nevada, and Scottsdale, Arizona area. It wasn't until about 2018, where one of my friends kind of sat me down and told me all about blockchain and just like, do you know what blockchain really is? And this is how the immutable ledger works. It's like, I know what Bitcoin is. I bought into that back in 2013. Bitcoin's all-time high was like 1200 bucks. And I put in a thousand bucks into it, but that's all that I know about it. It's like, no, no, no. You really got to understand the underlying technology. And as he explained it to me, it's like, I had the aha moment. And this is January of 2018 when, when we had this conversation. It's like, wow, if we can use blockchain, the technology to solve for all the problems we have in real estate on our end, that would make life so simple. Like if we can add liquidity in this illiquid asset, that would be phenomenal. If we can bring down the minimum investments traditionally at 250K or more down to 
at that time, I thought, you know, maybe 50, 25, 20K, 10K or something. So many more people would have access to it. But it kind of led us to realizing, well, this product's definitely going to pass the heavy test. How do we make sure that we're, and it's definitely going to be a security. And if you need to be US-based, how do we make sure we keep it compliant? And how do we make sure that everything remains 100% kosher with all the regulators? And that was kind of uphill battle. I went on to site business school at Oxford University to learn more about blockchain before getting into the deep end of things and eventually started up a crew and founded the company in April of 2018. You know, it's so interesting because you have so many options and the way you can take your career, your life, the things that you want to do. And what was that? I feel like there's something deeper and why you started a crew, some kind of mission, some kind of thing that you wanted to achieve. Can you describe that for me? Sure. So back to that dinner table in Toronto, as we were chatting about the immutable nature of blockchain and not the cryptocurrency side of things. And the original thought was, if you can create a coin that is backed 100% by real estate, we can really democratize the space. And we can really make sure that anyone and everyone who wants to have access to it should be able to have access to it. And that's what the core mission behind a crew was to start off with. And as we started to work towards it, there's so many more applications that came out of it, be it estate planning, be it family offices looking for liquidity, be it sponsors looking for liquidity, be it wealth managers, financial advisors, and RAAs trying to keep assets under management and still give the exposure to real estate to their customers. So we kind of ended up expanding into each of those sections. But the whole point when we kind of moved on to and what got me so excited about Accrue was the fact that we'd be able to let everyone get access to an asset class, which not everyone had access to before. Or even if people had the money, they were not willing to invest in something that would be a more long-term investment, like five, seven, or 10 years, because they never knew when they could need the liquidity for it. And enabling liquidity was a big thing where, where we thought would play really well with the democratization of the space as well. So in terms of the democratization is amazing. I think it's very much needed. I've always talked about how having quality products being more accessible. So I'm all on board. How else do you help your clients or how does it work? Because people might not understand the whole blockchain and the tokenization piece of it. Absolutely. So a cruise, a platform where, you get to pick and choose what asset you're investing in. So if you're an investor or if you're the financial advisor to 100 different customers, you get to look at each asset individually. You get to invest in each asset individually. You're not investing in an obscure portfolio of assets. You're not investing in a fund where you have exposure to I don't know, shopping malls last year, which you didn't want, or if you're investing in office buildings or in hospitality, which you did not want exposure to any of those last year, you actually get to pick and choose whether you're investing in a multifamily building or you're investing in a in a mixed use building or you're investing in a warehouse building or a last mile warehouse or a short-term rental complex or something, hospitality from that perspective. And not only that, you actually get to pick and choose the exact building that you're investing in. So the location, the city, and we provide all the information to you for it. So we do all the due diligence on it. We provide all the background information. We do the due diligence on the sponsors, who owns it, have they been operating it, historical data, how good the future projections are, what does it look like, what kind of distributions are you going to get out of it, the rental income that you would expect to get out of owning real estate, 
How do you see that coming in on a quarterly basis? So providing all of that all on a single platform and making investing as simple as a click. So low investment threshold, investing in an asset of your choice, having the ability to liquidate it any given time you want. And investing as simple as a click where you don't have to go out and sign off on 100 different papers, even if it's electronic signatures, you know, it's like you're clicking through those PPMs and through those sub docs and whatnot. You don't want to deal with that. So on our platform, you click on the buy now button. Once you've signed up and gone through the entire KYC process and the accreditation verification process, but then it's, it's straightforward from there on. Since starting a crew, how have you pivoted your business or thesis and, and why? Since starting a crew, we started off back in 2018 with the intention of we want to be US-based, we want to be 100% compliant, whether the pivot is about reducing the minimum investment, the target market that we've been opening it up to, how we can resolve problems for various different sectors, be it for family offices, be it for financial advisors, wealth managers, RIAs. So all of these products have kind of been little pivots that, that we've been making over time. So initially, the concept was this is a retail investor solution, and that's what we're looking at. Now it's more of a, a combination of accredited investors as well as more institutional investors and family offices. That's pivoted quite a bit from that perspective. But the overall idea still remains the same. The idea about fractionalizing real estate still remains the same increasing access to it, all of that remains the same. There's so much, even within the space that we're in, to be changed, with, that needs to change. For instance, less than 5% of commercial real estate across the US is owned by people of color. Um, that's a big, big aspect that needs to be democratized. I think less than 3% of commercial real estate owners and managers are women. That's, again, a major aspect that needs to be addressed. And just by fractionalizing it, they may already have capital, they may already have access to it, but it makes it more and more achievable, attainable, and addressable for each of those. And these are just two very small examples, right? The more we look into the weeds of it, there's there's so much more that needs to be done in this space. Yeah, I really like the fact that you can almost build your own portfolio. So you can really diversify buying fractional ownership and then that liquidity. So instead of putting everything into one thing. You could go across multifamily or commercial or whatever it may be. Yep, exactly. Uh, you're absolutely right. That's the whole concept behind it, right? You're picking and choosing. You're cherry picking the assets that you want to invest in. You don't want to invest in a multifamily building in, I don't know, the Midwest or in Kentucky or in Southern Ohio or Indiana or St. Louis or something like that. That's fine. You can buy a piece in that building in Austin that you are comfortable with, with buying, or you can buy a piece in that, in that multifamily building in Florida, for that matter, Pompano Beach, maybe, or something, something on those lines. So you can pick and choose where you want to invest, what asset you're investing in, and cherry picking those assets really makes it easy. You may want to invest in warehouse, but just last mile warehousing, and that's booming at this point as well. You may want to just invest in storage facilities and in very specific markets. So you get to pick and choose which asset and you get to make your own portfolio. And if you had $50,000 earlier to invest, you'd be investing in one fund maybe, and you'd be dependent on their diversification and the obscure portfolio of assets, which you have no knowledge about or very little knowledge about. In this case, 
you got to build a portfolio of up to 50 assets if you really want to by allocating $1,000 each in every different asset that you want to, or, or in every region, asset class, whichever way you want to build that portfolio. You know, what's so interesting and is also like, if you think about warehousing, right, that's so hot right now. But as an investor, if you're like, well, you know, I foresee this asset class or this type of property not doing well in the future, and you can actually liquidate it versus holding it for eight to 10 years and waiting. And then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm locked up. It just dawned on me. I'm like, that is crazy that you could do something that you have never done before. Absolutely. Having access to that secondary market having that liquidity aspect to it, that is a phenomenal concept within real estate. So as an investor, you have the ability to liquidate anytime you want, just like stock. Why do you invest in an Apple stock or in a GE stock or in, I don't know, some other smaller stock, just so that you can access that capital and you can liquidate it quickly, as opposed to real estate, where your investment stuck for, I don't know, five, seven, 10 years. Look at it on the flip side from the perspective of a sponsor or a developer or the asset owner. If you wanted liquidity, you would have to go and sell the building. It would be a whole nine-month process, and you couldn't keep a small piece of it, even if you really wanted to. Or one of your investors wanted to get redemption based on their redemption clause. Yes, they have to face a discount, but that's still money going out of the capital stack, and you have to recapitalize on that, even though you're penalizing them for it. So whereas on our platform or with our solution, the sponsors never have to deal with redemptions and the investors don't have to deal with discounts because of redemptions. They can liquidate it on the secondary market anytime they want. And it's straight and simple and it's fair for everyone. That liquidity really helps resolve a lot of problems on both sides of the equation. Absolutely. It's so interesting. I love getting to know you. And first thing I learned is you learn by doing from your father. Absolutely. And you're like, well, I'm really interested in this technology. So I'm going to go and go study it. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you've got to jump into the deep end anytime. Uh, that's what I believe. I, I need to learn something before I go ahead and start working into it. That's, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm like, oh gosh, this guy's so thoughtful. And so I think with your company accrue, I feel like you probably did a lot of things right, but what do you think you did right? I like to believe, my theory always is, I never want to be the smartest person in the room when building the team or when being a part of the crew. I've got to be able to rely on the best folks as they come in and they join the team or the different service providers that they use, be it on the legal side, be it on the financial side or any aspect of the business. I think the one thing I did right is always, we've been very lucky to have built a team that is the best people within the industry and they're, they're the best at what they do, be it your blockchain developers that help us build this platform or be it people like our CEO and head of capital markets, Will Powers. We were very lucky to bring an industry expert like him on board, be it our investors who we kind of cherry-picked and hand-picked. And we were very lucky to be in a situation where we were oversubscribed. So we could say yay to certain people and nay to others. You know, We were not bound to, oh, we, we, we need money, so we, we got to take the money from where we need it. In the whole nine yards, we've been lucky in a way that I think some things that we did right is we use blockchain as the underlying tech for our product, but it's not the overpowering aspect of the platform. We use it as 
the general purpose utility that's meant to be, but we have zero exposure to crypto. We have no volatility associated with the platform or anything on those lines. All transactions happen in US dollars, not in any kind of cryptocurrencies. Or, and so your real estate is perfectly fine and stable accordingly. I don't typically ask this question, but I'm so fascinated to learn more. Kind of thinking back throughout your past, who's made the most impact in your life? And what was that lesson that you learned from this person? Wow, that's a tough one. (laughs) How do I answer that? Um, Honestly, the most impact in my life comes in from multiple different sources. But the one person who gets all the credit for kind of throwing me in the deep end from very early on has to be my father. You know, he's the one who kind of got me immersed in the business when I was a little kid. He's the one who taught me through a lot of this very early on. That plays a very, very vital role. And that's played an extremely important role in me being the person who I am today. But having said that, it's got to be a lot more than just that. That's brought us to where we are today. And that's kind of enabled us to bring it here right now. It goes from the entire family to the entire team. And most importantly, it's that whole ecosystem that we've developed around us, which enables us to be where we are today. It's not any one person or any one individual that helps us do that. Yeah. Having been in a company where it was 100 and we were 3,000 people five years later, it's all about people. It's all about people. I mean, they make the biggest difference in terms of quality and experiences of your investors in every aspect. So I am with you. So I'm going to ask you my favorite question. What do you think is your superpower and why? Oh, wow. Uh, So my superpower, that's a fun one. I would like to believe my superpower is getting to know the right people is what my superpower is at the right time. That's what it is. Thank you so much for your time today, Mohsen. It was so much fun learning more about you. I definitely want to have you back on to talk more about real estate and tokenization in the new year. Thanks so much, Amanda. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Prime Alpha's Visionaries and Innovators podcast. As always, you can head over to primealpha.com to sign up to our email list, as well as check out our other podcasts. See you next time. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to purchase any investment or any securities. Listeners should make their own investigations and evaluations of the information contained herein. Certain information contained in this podcast constitutes forward-looking statements. Listeners should not rely on these forward-looking statements. Listeners should bear in mind past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.